Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. And if you're new to Light the Fight, this is a parenting podcast where we take questions from real life parents and then we tell them what not to do. And hopefully in the midst of that, they can figure out what to do. Just joking. We do tell people what to do or give some suggestions every now and then. And with me as always now, my ride or die co-host, Mr. Jason Hewlett himself. Jay, what's up, man? Hey, it's good to see you, brother. Looking good, good to see you too. Okay, something's going on. I'm yawning, oh. tired like I haven't slept, and you just got done doing like a worldwide tour, like you're the Backstreet Boys going to China, going to Chicago. I've just been sitting here in Utah. I didn't really go anywhere except for like to the gym and to pick up my kids from school, but somehow I'm the tired one and you're not. What's your secret, Jason? Dude, life is tough, man. When you're home, it's just something you got to do. You got to get through it, and then when you're on the road, you, for some reason, just push on through and act like you're okay. When you get home, that's when everything literally comes back and you get tired again. I think that's the that's honestly what you're going through. I'm good, man, but I'm 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 coming around. I'm so that's good. your secret. Don't stay home that long. That's right. Don't just stay, stay home out. Long. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Well, my um, poor wife, man. My poor oh, wife. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say she's she, the saint. Yeah, she's the one that needs a secret, right? You already have the secret how to avoid it. She's got to be like, the secret, how do you keep it all together? Which actually lends itself to our question today, right? Well, I'll actually give you a little secret. On the day of this recording, I have just returned home, and guess who's going out of town right now? My wife. She's right. got a little overnighter with her friends. And to me, that's important in our marriage, just so that she has a break now and I get to return back to life and uh, that I know that wasn't a part of what we were going to share here, but that's that's something that we do that I feel is real important. So, well, she allowed to turn her cell phone on airplane mode and on silent when you need help and say, "Hey, hon, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was on stage, I couldn't be there to help out." Is she allowed to do that too, or do you do what I do when my wife's gone? I'm like, "Hey, what happened? How do I do this? Like, how do I use that?" Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty helpless when my wife's gone. If I'm being totally honest. Yeah, well, I used to be that way. And eventually I got to learn the lesson. And she now, I mean, we kind of have this unspoken rule in our family that when she leaves, we don't text and bother her about anything unless it's an absolute emergency. And uh, so because she does that for me as well. So well, it's just something her. we've done through the years. Yeah. Good for her. Well, there you go. You guys you got a little bit of extra marital advice secret <laughs> on on light the fight podcast not just helping with your kids but helping you with your relationship look at you jason well i gotta yeah. say you and your wife i've seen it with my own eyes you guys do have a great relationship so you practice what you preach obviously so oh, let's get in uh let's get in some questions as always you got some questions for us jason questions now here's the thing we're coming up on summer right we've yeah. got school school's almost out the kids are cramming Hallelujah. right now they're doing <laughs> right they're well maybe hallelujah right for some parents they're like yeah this is going to be awesome other parents are like oh here we go right so the question is are there any ideas as to what i could do to not make me feel like i've paid all this money to have problems with my kids during the summer such as 
let's say I'm a parent who likes to go on vacation and oh, likes okay. to vacation my problems away. Mm, I so, know those parents. I know a couple of them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, but think about the parent that then now is bringing their kid along after the kid's been in school all year. Now the kids are grumpy, irritable. We end up fighting. We want to try to create time together, create lasting memories with the kids, but then instead we create traumatic memories. So we don't want to repeat that cycle. I guess the question today is how do we avoid that while integrating our family back into this unit of saying we're spending all this time together. I don't want to waste all this money and create traumatic memories. You know, I'm trying to count in my head how many movies I can think of that have been made off that premise. I know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. Um, are we there yet? The one with Ice Cube. Um, where's the kids? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, what are some other yeah. ones? Uh, RV. RV is probably RV, my yeah, RV. I thought that was RV. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you spent all this money and, and then you see one of the parents just freaking lose their mind. Ah, like I spent all this money for us to build memories and we're making traumatic experiences instead of memories. They want to burn the footage and burn the tape of uh, all those experiences. Yeah. I, I guess that's the reason why those movies sell, right? Like Hollywood put in millions of dollars, to produce those movies. If they weren't relatable, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, Chevy chase, the ultimate, you know, let's, let's create memories, dad in the national lampoon right. vacations. And, and, and then the next thing he knows, everything's going wrong. Uh, you know, uh, that that is the ultimate dad who's trying so hard and there's moms who do the same and i would say most moms do more than the dads in that case of course they're trying so hard to make summer special and then the wheels fall off the bus well Big I, seller. I, and obviously because like we said because those are classic movies that everybody remembers not only are they relatable but they're pretty realistic as far as they're that's going to happen right it's relatable like it's happened to everybody but it doesn't stop happening it's not like this is a um you know every every summer you know i'll talk to some parents about things like this and parents a lot of times to me um when they're starting out the summer they sound very similar to teenagers when they're starting out a new quarter you know i'm not going to repeat what happened last year that's what parents tell me Last summer, I should have done this, 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 and that. I'm not going to do that again. This summer's going to be different. We're going to, you know, do it totally different. Just like how teenagers would tell me, okay, I had 50 missing assignments, three days left to do them, crammed all night long, finished it, barely got by the hair of my chinny, chin, chin. <laughs> and now I swear to Allah, Buddha, whoever, like everyone, like I, I promise I will never do that again. But it's interesting how those cycles tend to repeat themselves. Like that's why I said it's not just relatable. It's just, it's pretty practical. Like it happens all the time, right? You get what I'm saying, Jay? Yeah, and I mean, uh, kids are the same as adults. Adults are the same as kids. I mean, I think that a lot of us grew up cramming for those exams and for the last minute. And then what happens is that time compresses, right? When you yeah. have your back against the wall, but when you have plenty of time, like an entire quarter or an entire summer, you're just like, oh yeah, here we go. It's going to be so, it's going to be so great. And then the next thing you know, life slips away, your schedule gets sloppy. Uh, you don't put things in place where they need to be. And, and yeah, so this is an interesting time. I think it's a great question and topic. So it sounds like to me, and let's kind of read between the lines with this parent and this question. It sounds like to me that, um, they're, they've experienced this where summer comes along and this is what I'm imagining in my mind. You tell me, you might need to add something on this. I imagine like a mom or a dad saying, 
I want to have a meaningful time with our kids. We spend so much time dropping them off at school, take them to practice. You know, we're just like partners in this whole entire thing called life. Summer now provides us the opportunity where the weather, um, the freedom that let's plan a vacation. Let, let's, let's do some activities outdoor. Maybe it's a staycation. Maybe it's just going up to a lake or if you live by the beach, I'm jealous, but maybe it's just having a beach day or, you know, you know, taking a little weekend getaway or, you know, a big trip, right? Like something really nice. Like this, this uh, parent said, you know, you know, spending a lot of money. All those are usually cooked up because they want to do something that makes memories. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Hey, I've been this parent over and over for many years. We have our, our oldest is now becoming a senior after this summer. I mean, it's crazy to think that she's, she's that age, but yeah, right. we've tried this for many years. We've spent lots of money. We've also done staycations. We've done the vacations and we've had them where it was wonderful. And we've had them where it was a nightmare. <laughs> so I'm very interested to hear what you said. And yeah. And, and when I hear, when I hear parents come and tell me this and this question, my, my heart really goes out to them because I liken it to um, a company that wants to like, let's say a couple business owners, they, they really, they're not like corporate America. Like they really do care. They started a company, they take it very seriously. Um, they, they have a community of people that work for them. And just like any leaders of any organization, it's hard to keep morale high. It's hard to keep people motivated because when you start a company, you have all your eggs in one basket. You've, you're all in, right? You're fully dedicated, fully committed. And it would be really nice if the employees had that same level of dedication that you do, but that's rarely the case. Most of the time people are going to, even if they like their job, they're not going to be willing to do, you know, overnighters and stay up all night to finish projects. Right? So a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll say, Hey, listen, let's put together these ideas of like these retreats, these get togethers. Um, let's spend a lot of money on ways that we can be able to have uh, a meaningful experience so that not only do we create the sense of togetherness, the sense of community, but that we can have memories so people can say, this is not just a place that I work at. This is a place that I have um, a close connection with, that I have um, friendships there. I have a, a reason to be there besides just the paycheck because company retention or employee retention, I should say, for companies is very difficult. And I don't think it's gotten any easier after the pandemic when they just start giving away people money more than they would normally pay just to stay at home. So it's definitely uh, made it a lot more difficult. And so I see a lot of companies, they'll, they'll have these meetings together. They'll go, okay, let's cook up some ideas. And they go, yeah, you know, Jan over in accounting, she said she really likes um, going to the lake. Okay, we'll do a lake retreat. Uh, Steve over there in, uh, in, in uh, sales, you know, you know he, he, he says he, he really likes race cars. Okay, well, let's do a day at the raceway. And so they're just kind of grasping for straws and doing stuff like that. And so they get an idea and then they build a whole plan around this idea. But you know what sometimes they forget to ask the employees. They just assume because they heard the employee, aka in this case, your kid, three years ago, my kid said they loved uh, Legoland. Let's say they were nine years old when they said that, and now they're 12. So you go, <laughs> I'm going to surprise you guys with an amazing trip to Legoland. And then they're just sitting there like, oh, look at you. If you can't see my face, you're listening to audio. It's just a dead blank face. And you're like, <laughs> what? what? Aren't you excited about Legoland? 
uh, yeah, and I, I just kind of want to hang out here with my friends during the summer and like go to the mall and like maybe go to like the waterside park down the street that we have passes for. And the parents like, wait, what? So now the parent gets defensive and doubles down and tries really hard to convince their kids that this is what they would like. No, you don't understand. Like we did this, we have the special pass, we get all this, and you can take some pictures, Legos characters, and like, uh, yeah, that was like so last year, mom. <laughs> and in the parents' mind, like last year, it was still close enough. Don't you still like Legos? And to a parent, a year ago is yesterday. To a kid, a year ago is fifty years ago. Right. Just like a week from now, it's like you you tell your kid uh, you can't have your cell phone for a week. They're like, no, I'll be an old man. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> like, I, I can't live, you know? So time is obviously different for young people than it is for adults. So what am I getting at, you guys? Step number one, you got to do a focus group. I know, parents, you love to surprise your kids, but some of you may need to admit that you don't have the same connection with your kids as you used to. Some of you may have to come to the realization that maybe you're not as cool as you think you are. And I'm not saying that you're not cool amongst your friends. I'm talking about cool to a teenager. Maybe what they think is cooler is if you, uh, if they do something where their friends come along because you might be cramping their style, mom and dad. Well, here's a couple ideas, a couple suggestions. Um, first of all, first and foremost, I said this on a podcast a long time ago. When I started a nonprofit for teenagers, um, the last thing I wanted to do was start a nonprofit for teenagers. That was a bunch of branding, ideas, thoughts, and stuff like that from a bunch of adults, but somehow it's supposed to help teenagers. I, I saw this happen a lot in mental health where a bunch of mental health professionals would get together and they come up with these great ideas and they bombed when they tried to sell those ideas to teenagers because the teenagers didn't have anything to do with building those ideas. So it didn't have to do with what they thought, what they liked, the wording and nothing like that. The, the app was wrong. The coloring was off. The, the logo, the, the name was too on point, like fightdepression.org. Okay, well, teenagers, <laughs> yeah. are, that's not sexy. Like that's not like no. something that they're going to feel has swag to it or whatever. Um, teenagers, they like, okay, well, I like Instagram because it doesn't say – uh, uh, take your best photo.com. Like that's not Instagram. Like they had to come up with something clever, right? Snapchat, TikTok, right? It has to be something that's not so direct, but has its own identity of itself. Well, I want you guys to take a little uh, page out of that book for building uh, your uh, family vacations or your trips. Um, step two, you might have to give a little to get a little. So if you're just planning a big vacation, I get it plan a big vacation, but make sure you have a sit down meeting, a business meeting, a family business meeting with all the people in the family. Are you going to be able to please everybody? No. Can you get enough people on board based upon your, your price range of things everybody likes to do? And sometimes parents are selfish. Sometimes parents are so used to getting what they want because they paid for everything that they try to sell their kids to be excited about things that the kids don't, that kids never even liked in the first place. So always make sure that you have a family business meeting you talk to them about some ideas that you want to do for the summer and be willing to negotiate and giving up a little weekend trip or little things here on the side to encourage them to want to do the big trip. So here's something a lot of families have done that, that, uh, that have come and seen me as, as a client. Let's use Hawaii as an example. So there's one family that sit down, talk to their kids, and, um, and their kids, it all decided, 
that uh, they wanted to not just go on a trip to grandma and grandpa's house. By the way, grandma and grandpa lived in central California, um, central California, beautiful place, but there just wasn't really a lot to do. They'd go, oh, well, we drive into Santa Barbara. We'll go to L.A. for a day trip. We'll do stuff like that. Well, the kids are growing up doing that same thing. So the kids are like, ah, I don't know. Like we go there, the water's cold. We can't even get in the water. It's not like this and that and the other. <laughs> so the parents said, okay, well, you know, we could go to Hawaii, but if we go to Hawaii, you know, then you guys are going to have to do all these things because the kids want to do something warmer like that. You guys want to have to do all these things for us. Well, at that particular time, this family, one family I'm thinking of in particular, this family, the kids said, well, we want to go to Hawaii, but if you're saying we can only go to Hawaii if we do other things that you want to do, then that doesn't really seem like a good like uh, exchange for them. So after I helped this family out, what we determined was that the kids would make a pact that they would go on hikes, that they would do active things that the parents wanted to do, and the parents would give them something as a little bit of a, a reward when they get back. And I'll tell you what this is. Here in Utah, there's a thing called Bear Lake. Bear Lake's a very popular summer destination, just a couple hours away. It's right on the Idaho-Utah border. During August, it's really warm. The water's warm there. Well, every single summer, the family would take a trip, stay with like grand another grandparents or family members, something like that. I can't remember the details. They'd go there and, and stay uh, for about three or four day weekend at Bear Lake. It was a family rule that that was their family bonding time and the kids could not bring any friends. In this particular time, created a negotiation. Out of the negotiation, the kids, one of the kids had an idea. So I'll tell you what, I would be, they want to go to Hawaii, but they just want to hang out on the beach in Hawaii. They didn't want to like do all these adventures, right? Because now remember, these are, you know, this is probably 2000, right before the pandemic, 2019 kids, a little bit different generation than our generation that was building forts and falling out of trees. These kids you don't even know how to climb trees, some of them. Boom, boom. I'm not saying that about all kids, <laughs> but obviously some of them just like climb trees. Can I do it digitally on, on a Minecraft? Can I build a tree and then climb it? I'm so, <laughs> a Minecraft tree. So what happened was one of the kids said, hey, um, I got a good idea for negotiation. We will go there. We will do the hiking. You know, you pick the three things you want to do and we will do it willingly if you consider something for us. And the parents are like, what? They said, you know how every year we go to Barry Lake and you always say we can't bring friends? Both mom and dad are like, oh no, we know where this is going. This is our family time, Bonnie. And I stopped mom and dad. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Your kids are offering a negotiation to the table. They are yeah. saying they will make your investment of going to Hawaii a memorable experience. They will willingly do these things for you because it's something in it for them. When they come back a month later, now they can bring their friends to Bear Lake. Of course, the parents had this nostalgia. Well, that's always been our family time. This and that, that and that. I looked at the kids. I said, okay, if you can't bring your friends to Bear Lake at your age, they're all teenagers, what are you going to do at Bear Lake? Be grumpy, get in fights with my parents. <laughs> Basically like what we did last year. I said, mom and dad, is that what happened yeah. last year? They said, Pretty much yeah. exactly what happened last year. We just, we, they stayed on their phones. We did nothing. I said, if they went to Berry Lake and they brought their friends, would they be happy, exciting, running around saying, yeah, but we don't really get to see them that much. I'm like, yeah, but they're happy. It's mm -hmm. memories. So we made the agreement. If they got to bring their friends, 
that, I mean, they actually said, I so-and-so, and they took like a video with their phones. When I get to Barry Lake, I'll hang out with my friends to do this. I won't miss curfew, this and that, whatever. And I'll go on the boat with my parents. And we'll go to dinner on, you know, at our, our two favorite restaurants. So they gave commitments to these things if they could bring their friends. And also they had commitments for Hawaii as well. Well, you guys, that was the best summer trips those families have ever had. So, Jason, I want you to kind of spit back to me because you do such a great job with this. Pick up all the pieces of what I was trying to say in this because there was something that was happening. I gave steps what this family did, but there was something that was happening, things that we talk a lot about on this podcast. That was really interesting. I, I was taking notes because I was like, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to remember all these steps, but... First of all, I love how you likened it to the family business or the business meeting where a majority of the time, the CEO, the leaders will put together some kind of retreat to get everyone's culture building and thinking they have their interests in, in mind and putting together something they may not want to do as a company. And so it's the same at the family. So while putting together this, this family business meeting as a focus group is what you called it, which yep. I love. Then you said, okay, let's find out what the kids want, not just what they wanted three years ago, but what do they want now? And then they said, we want to have fun on this trip. We want to, uh, we want to, we want to have this be special, but we want to go to Hawaii and not just the same old, you know, place that we've gone yeah. in California. So with the trip that was already the traditional planned trip to Bear Lake, they sit down, they have a negotiation where the kids say, we just want to have one thing change for us for this trip. And the negotiation's hard for a parent because the parents have in their mind this ideal. And the parents are like, okay, what is it going to be? Kids say, I want to bring a friend. And I promise, I love that you made this pledge, this commitment pattern, as you to will. Take a video of it with their phone. They videoed video it. <laughs> with their phone, like a written video agreement up front to say, this is what the expectation is. This is what will be delivered. And so the kids have buy-in. The parents have buy-in. This is brilliant, man. Uh, I hope that I summed it up all right, because I'm telling yeah. you, this is uh, this is extraordinary because I think a lot of parents have this ideal in our, in our minds that we have an expectation that they're going to have a fun time and we're going to offer all these things. And then the kids literally ruin it by being miserable and really, it's because the expectation of the parent was unreasonable. They weren't a part of the planning, so they become disgruntled employees. So well said. That's so cool, man. I love it. I love the commitment. I love the written agreement. It's just like the parenting agreement anyway with school, making that a part of the summer. That is so uh, – I'm going to do this with my family now that we're talking. I mean, this is so great. Well, and, and another thing, too, I, I don't want anyone listening to this that's, that – you know, because I mean, I use an example like Hawaii. Yeah, we're not going to Hawaii. I'm sorry, yeah, children. I, I, <laughs> that's a pretty big, you know, that that's a big ticket item, right? I mean, especially if you got more than one kid. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of airfare. That's a hotel, and then when you get there, they don't give away food when you get to Hawaii. There's no all inclusive. This ain't like going to Cabo or Mexico, Hawaii. You're paying for every single thing you get there. So when I use that example, just realize that was an example of one family in one situation. Your, your financial situation should also be disclosed in the meeting. If you're one of those parents that always complain about, we're broke, we don't have money, we don't have broke, you know, we, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, well, then you're going to have a really hard time in this meeting because you're not willing to negotiate. 
most of the time kids will see that their parents now, unless you're losing your home bankrupt, unless it's really bad, kids will look at you like you're a hypocrite. They'll say, Oh, we're broke. Well, if we're broke, well then why did you just go there or do that or buy this? And then you get in these arguments. Well, you don't understand. Like I had to do that. If you come to this meeting, you should come with a plan of like, Hey guys, listen, this is inside of our price range. And we're willing to offer something outside that's a separate vacation that's closer to home, something where you know we can still have some technically family time together, but we as parents are realizing we're going to have to allow you to have friends and enjoy your time with friends instead of selfishly, we want to recreate those like, for example, that Bear Lake trip when you're nine and 10 years old and we're on the surf, you know, the stand up paddle board. It's natural, you guys, for kids to want to spend more time with their friends as they get older. That's how they evolve. That's how they create their own community. That's how they get prepared for adult life. If we take it that, and this is my opinion, of course, if we take it that our kids want to be with their friends and not with us, as if they don't love us, they don't like us, then we're actually missing out on a very important part of the, of the life experience of a parent when you're raising a teenager getting to watch your kids have a good time, getting to sit back in the lounge chair. You know, so many parents are so used to like, I got to put the, the hamburger on their bun for them. I got to get their food ready. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then when the kids are disgruntled and they're frustrated and pissed off that you're still trying to make these perfect scenarios, like this perfect, um, uh, What's uh what's the one uh, a Pinterest photo like you're trying to make a Pinterest moment with all the desserts <laughs> so you can take a picture of it and put it on on Instagram and all of your kids there that creates so much stress except the reality that now you get to ex enjoy your kids excitement in a different way more of an onlooker more of watching them having a good time and then slowly integrating, being a part of that good time every now and then, as opposed to like, what are you guys talking about? What's going on? Can I play that game with you? Let's all sit down and let's play this one board game. If you give your kids some of these attaboys, girls, and give them this allowance, give them this freedom, you will be surprised how much they will interact with you on those trips. And then when you do have some hard ask for them, like, hey, listen, let's go on the boat together. It's our boat time. Oh, okay. They're able to buy it, bring their friend. They're able to bring this or bring that. Now, some of you may be listening to this going, what if they asked to bring a boyfriend or a girlfriend or oh, a man. air quote, just friend, but you have some suspicions that this is not just friend and you've had a hard family rule that they can't do X, Y, or Z. Well, let me tell you guys, when they turn 18 or well, nowadays, a lot of kids don't leave when they're 18. When they do, when they do leave your house, they're going to do whatever the heck they want to do anyways. So why would your kids be honest with you and talk with you and be negotiable with you and have agreements with you if you have hard lines in the sand drawn every single time? Now, obviously, I'm not saying it depends on the age. I'm not telling you that, you know, you should let your 13-year-old bring her 13-year-old boyfriend with you or even younger, or maybe even a little bit older that. But what I'm saying, based upon the relationship, based upon, you know, in the family, all these different types of stuff. And if you do allow someone to bring someone they're dating Obviously, I'm going to suggest some pretty firm boundaries on where those people are sleeping, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we, don't, we don't want Bear Lake to come back with some baby cubs. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be like, that light to fight guy sucks. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about.
So that was the, that was the disclaimer there, Jason. Like that is so funny. <laughs> but boom, see, I can throw a couple jokes out there, Jason. You're not the only not the only funny guy on the podcast. That's so funny. Oh man, what you're talking about is so helpful, though. You know, being able to help these young people in our lives to understand the negotiation of it. But as parents, we need to accept it. That's the hard part, I think. We're the stubborn ones, mm -hmm. even though they seem like they are. And so I love how uh, this is funny to me because it's so relatable. I mean, here we are <laughs> packing in this summer and I'm looking at it going, when are we even going to have one minute to do anything? And right? it's not like we're going to Hawaii. We're actually going nowhere as a family, but the children are going off on all of these little adventures, whether it's basketball camp or the humanitarian trips or whatever else. Yeah. And so this is a fascinating conversation that I'm looking forward to having because we will have very small windows in our summer, which is yeah. fascinatingly different from when they were little. Now we'll yeah. have little windows where we're together and we need to negotiate that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you uh, sign off on this one, Jason, because really <laughs> I can't see any of you guys I'm talking to. I'm just trying to impress Jason right now. I'm just trying to try, try, <laughs> trying to help him, you know, in his parenting uh, venture and also so that he's got good information to go talk, give back to all the people who he vets these questions from, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks Jason. A group of people. Yeah. So I appreciate all the thoughts. This is very helpful. I love these steps to, have it be a, a family meeting. Make sure that you do a focus group. Make sure that you've got the parenting agreement for the summer. Make sure that you consider the negotiations, include the friends. I mean, everything you've said here is spot on. And the baby cubs from Bear Lake, I'll never forget that. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, because if you get if you bring home baby cups from Bear Lake, then mom and dad can turn in the Bear Lake monster. Okay, I'm out. That's it. That's enough. If you're not familiar Utah lore, folklore. Bear Lake has like their own like Loch Ness monster type of a thing. So my kids even got shirts to say the Bear Lake, you know, monster on it. Um, so I just want to remind I just want to remind all of you guys if you want to follow myself or Jason on Instagram and on YouTube. So on Instagram, I'm at David underscore K O Z L O W S K I underscore. And Light the Fight has a very special Patreon account. So if you want $5, uh, for $5 extra month, you can get the video recordings of all of our episodes that we do here on this podcast and on my other podcast with OG Therapy. And on YouTube, it's underneath Light the Fight on YouTube. But I've been announcing recently, if you haven't heard this already, we will be changing the overall name of this podcast. So my other podcast is called OG Therapy. And that's more of like a, and well, not more of like it is. We answer questions from teenagers with uh, me and Jason's other partners in our in our, our little thing that we created called OG Therapy. Kenneth Scott, um, Robert Johnson, uh, we do it for the teenagers. Jason and I have been answering questions from parents, so we'll continue to answer questions from parents. It'll be the same format, everything we're doing right now, except it will be called OG Therapy Parents. The other one, OG Therapy for Teens. So all of the social medias on on uh, the Patreon and on YouTube will be chained in the near future. And if you want to follow Jason, Jason, tell them how they can follow you. Yeah, Instagram, Jason Hewlett. There you are. Yeah, and Jason's a great follow because he actually does stuff on social media and is entertaining because he's <laughs> an entertainer. And uh, and following him on social media, not only does he give like funny like little questions or like little vignettes and like little things that happens, uh, he's a great follow. Me, I've, I'm not that great of a follow, but I'll give him my name anyways for the follow if you like. So. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's awesome. Thanks for all you do. Well, thank you guys. And as always, thank you for helping us to light the fight.